teams sit right on the baseline. The big fella from New Zealand. When we cut him off baseline, he started walking in there. Welcome on to the Baseline Podcast. Uh, as New Zealand is still in Level 3 and Level 4, we're still going to do daily episodes. Um, I'm killing my producer, Josh, right now, but shout out, Josh, for your for your amazing hard work and, and lockdown up in Napier. Um, yeah, couldn't do it without you, so really appreciate uh, pumping out the episode every day. We've had some amazing uptake. I think something like I started the podcast in December of last year, and we've had like a third, almost a third of our listens over, over lockdown, so... Pretty amazing. I uh, have another special guest back for episode two, official friend of the pod, Ranga Maria Mita. Happy to have you on in, bro. How are you going today? Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, podcast number two. It's pretty cool. I'm, I'm doing good. Thank you. Happy awesome. Health, awesome. Happy and healthy and lockdown. And yeah, thanks yeah. for getting me back on for number two. Oh, no. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Um, as we were saying before the pod, it's lockdown is kind of like what you make it, like what you make mm-hmm. of it. And I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say that I've, um, you know, I'm privileged to be in the situation where I'm in with like my, my parents and um, and that sort of stuff. But I know some people are doing it tough. But mm. I think it's more like it's more of a, a mindset around like, can you get into a good routine and you know, can you get up at the same time and, and try and go for a walk and try and have a good feed and do the right. things that you can to to sort of make yourself feel good. And and I feel I know some people will be doing it tough like financially and and with work. Um, but yeah, I just feel that. If you if you can, and we'll talk about some of the stuff later. If you can, it's just like trying to put good things in place so that lockdown can be a bit better for you. Yeah, I agree. And with what you said too, like trying to keep it as routine as you can. Like as you said, I've I've had my I've had my days where I lie around in bed and stuff like that. Probably the first week had a bit of a lazy time and stuff, but now I try to get up, um, try to get up a decent like time, a reasonable time, and you know make my bed and try to go through a little bit of routine. But as you said too, some people don't have it as as fortunate as us, I feel for the people that are in like you know, um, like houses with you know ab- abusive parents and stuff like that, yeah. and people with that, yeah. as you said, not as well off as us. So, yeah, I'm very grateful, very grateful to be in a good position in lockdown. Yeah. And but yeah, just trying to trying to stay in as routine as possible. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, this is good advice, man. Um, mm-hmm. So since we caught up last, we when we did, it was uh, around the time of like the first. I think it was the first Saints road trip. Um, obviously, lots of water under bridge since then. Um, I was, it's cool being getting to know you like sort of over the last like six or nine months. And mm-hmm. same with like a guy like Kenna Tuffer and KT is another really good dude. And um, cool to see like the season that you guys went on and what you, you know, went through in terms of like injuries and you know, not able to get imports. And I had Zico on and, and he was sort of able to, to talk a bit more on the season. And it's been, and I was really happy for you personally to to see you win the championship like um you know came on had some some massive moments in games and just like you you truly played your role in the team not just on the court but off the court in, in terms of your character and um yeah. i think it's been pretty inspirational and i've sort of spoken to other people who really like the podcast where you where you came on and chatted so yeah, yeah first i think you deserve some props for raising your profile like personally but obviously yeah. um yeah we'll call you champ now um tell me about the second half of that season yeah i appreciate that bro yeah champ, champ will do champ will do <laughs> i love it <laughs> no nah, but yeah for sure like um since we last we last caught up you know we had a i can't remember where we were in the season but um we only dropped two games the whole year 
And so it was pretty cool. And I listened to your podcast actually with Zico, all of us boys yeah. at 23 Nationals a couple weeks ago. Me, yeah. Tom Gold, Sam Gold, and Tama, one of the other boys in our team. We all um, we checked it on the speaker and listened to Zico. Oh, appreciate it, yeah, bro. It That's awesome. Cool. No, yeah. it was really cool. And obviously, we've got big um, love and respect and stuff for Zico and all the stuff he'd done this year. And then obviously your podcast too. So that was a great listen. All the boys loved it. And yeah. um, But that no, was a great year, eh? Like, it was so cool, obviously, um, if people listen to my, the first episode I came on here, shared a bit about my journey with injury and um, had out of the game for 23 months and then to come back this year and um, win a championship, you know, it's still only 21 years old was, you know, it's, it's like my, my old man used to take me to watch NBL games when I was little all the time. I never even played basketball till I was a teenager, but you know, <laughs> as a kid, I used to watch these games and think, man, like, you know, NBL champion, and, and that was pretty cool. And it's only the beginning, too. Um, yeah. But as you talked about the role, too, like, obviously didn't get on in the in the final, but um, got on in the semi for, I think it was only yeah. two minutes, forced two turnovers. I'm not I'm not yeah. trying to brag, but I'm just showing, no, talking about, like, staying ready, you know. Like, um, yes. that was a big thing for me this year. You yeah. talked about, you talked a little bit about the road trip, and um, the first three road trips, I never, I never got selected, which is nothing against anyone else. That, that's all on yeah. me. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't training or, you know, there's only 10 spots, 10 people can travel away. And I was the 11th man. And, you know, I had to, I had to work for those spots and, um, yeah, ended up getting, ended up getting selected for the first road trip to go to Nelson. Didn't get on court that game, but, um, got on court against the, the talent, uh, the Mountaineers the next day. We went yeah. straight to Tanaki. ended up getting on court, I think for maybe three minutes, forced another turnover, got a steal and stuff like that. So, um, it's all about just just working hard and and knowing your role. You know, I my dad always used to say to me uh, when I was in high school at St. Pat Silverstream, yeah. I was like the the main guy on the team. You know, and there was people that never used to see the court. My dad always just said to these boys, you know, like um, you're just as important. Because my dad was assistant coach along with Terry Stallworth, yeah. and he always used to say to the boys, you know, you're you're just as important from the bench and um, and about knowing your role. And that's what Zico talked about all years, knowing your role. Um, yeah. And he also talked about, you know, you may not see the court in the games, but at practice, you're helping the boys get better, you know, uh, yes. fighting and and Ding up Dion and KT and Kerwin and stuff at practice is going to make them better and make yeah. their lives easier when it comes to the game. So it's yeah. just all about knowing my role and, and um, trying to be the best at what my role was. So whether yes. it's waving a towel, um, handing the water bottles to the boys or getting out there and playing some defense yeah. and, um, and playing my role. And I think, I think when I really locked into that and didn't, didn't overthink and didn't stress about not getting selected for road trips and yeah. didn't stress about game time, then then everything just, just fell into place. You know, I focused on what I could control, which was, yeah. you know, working hard, knowing my role, um, reading the scout that Zika would prepare, focusing in film sessions and focusing on all that stuff and not worrying yeah. about minutes and, and getting on court or getting selected for road trips, but just doing my thing. And then, yeah, got to, got to, um, got to see some more minutes towards the end and, our last road trip of the year, which I got selected for again, which man, I, I grinded for. That was always something I said I wanted to get selected for every road trip, which didn't happen, but I really wanted to go to Auckland because that was a double header. And so I got selected for that one. And then we had a big game, record setting night against the Bulls. We hit 29 threes. And, you know, um, I hadn't had a three all season because I'd just been coming on in, in the, the last minutes of the games. Yeah. But um, Zika put me on. I, I got to play in every quarter of that game. Awesome. And um, had a few threes, so got to contribute to the record-breaking night, and yeah. um, got to play the whole fourth quarter, which was cool, man. Like, you know, and, and that's and that's all about you know staying ready, so you don't have to get ready. Like, yes, a lot of people can um, hang their heads when they when they're not getting selected, and but I chose to see it um, in a different way and, and see it as an 
opportunity to grow and to get better. And then uh, another example of that was the very next night we played the Huskies. And yeah. then I didn't see the court till the last two minutes of the game. But in that two minutes, you know, I had two steals, five points. And yeah. uh, I don't mean to like, I don't mean to chop, keep dropping my stats and stuff. No, 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 it's but, good. But I just want it to be an example to people to yeah. um, stay ready. You know, this was the last regular season game of the whole year. And um, I stayed ready. I keep working yeah. hard. Every individual, I, I worked hard and um, the results came. And then, and then yeah, uh, five days later, you know, holding that trophy with a bit of a, a nice little medal around the neck with a, yeah. Cut down a little bit of a net, so nah, it, it all paid off, and um, it was just about knowing my role and 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 focusing what I could control because that yeah. was an important important yeah. little lesson for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fo- like it's like that circle of control. I had a um, a boss who who used to always draw these these diagrams and lessons and that sort of stuff, and he'd be like, "This yeah. is the circle of control, and you just try to just worry about that shit." And for someone like me, like I get. I used to have really bad anxiety and um, mm. it's become a lot better, but I try and like control everything. So people will know sometimes um, like I'll stress out about shit cause I want everything to go perfectly. Um, yeah. And then people will be like, bro, you gotta, yeah, you gotta chill out. <laughs> and yeah. um, so it's like that circle of control is really important. It's like mm. you, you put in, um, you, you just control the stuff that's entirely up to you, which is like, yeah, as you said, performing your role. And I think there's some really good, um, dimes in there for for people around and, and young players it's like um if your job is to come in hit open threes you know guard your your opposition guy um and you know if you if you have a chance maybe to play eight minutes and maybe you can get up to 16 the next week if you come in and try and like go between the legs and go off the bounce then you're probably going to get benched like yeah that, it is what it is and i know everyone wants to have 20 a night and and like if you're good if you're good enough later on you'll get the shots and you'll get the opportunity if you work hard enough you'll get the opportunity to maybe be able to, to score 20 and i will play to have 30 minutes but mm. you know you got to come in and play your part be part of the system and and do mm. all the little things and that was why it was cool to see you stayed ready um obviously your conditioning was tip top um mm. and it was also cool though to see other people thrive in their roles you know people that i'd known um a little bit or people that i got to know a little bit better or just like dudes I didn't know at all. I don't don't know Tane Samuels. I don't know know him well, but it was cool to see him. Like he was obviously a great player at the showdown. Um, mm. But like to see him shoot like some 40 something percent from three and just literally yeah. cooking people because mm. he put in that work. Like that's satisfying. In my eyes, from, from a from a of someone who works in the game, but also a fan perspective, that's, that's awesome to see um, mm. where some people put in the work at, whichever level and be able to get yeah. those results um and it was actually cool um afterwards when you guys were out um you know having the odd beer after the after the final oh, i actually met his mom. yeah mate yeah it was cool man um and i met atane's mum, and um it was cool just it was nice to meet some people around the team and um and it was cool just to to chat to her and, and she was so proud of of her son mm-hmm. as like all of like up to see photos with like your, your family it was really really cool to see um how proud everyone was of the of the grind you know the work that people put into like for you it'd been a rehab you know other people would have been getting into their best shape or working on their mm. shooting or their passing or their finishing or whatever so yeah, yeah there's a couple of of really good examples in terms of the way that and i think this is what zico alluded to on the podcast and i sort of want to approach it from a player's point of view in terms of what you learned about the on court like the shots that Zico wants people to take and the mm. the ball movement. It seemed like in that Franklin game, um, 
that you guys were, were clicking how it looked so easy on the court but i know that like <laughs> see that video of zico like falling asleep and awaking him on the on the plane on instagram oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> guys out the gate um but you know the work that goes that goes in on the other end to make it mm. so it's simple for the for the on court players to execute. Like how what what did you learn in terms of how to um, make the right reads and mm. making the right shots and like what did you learn from an IQ standpoint and basketball system standpoint this season? Yeah, that that, that like pretty much sums up a lot of um, Zico. You know, Zico is very um, like an intelligent coach and and as well as all the other things he knows, he knows a lot of like the um, high percentage looks and stuff like that. So you see this year, we didn't take too many, you know, mid range jumpers. Um, a lot of the shots we took were either, you know, um, like in, in the paint layups, floaters, but also catch and shoot threes. You know, those are the, those are the things right from our first couple of trainings. And those are the things we worked at Indies at worked on at individuals every morning. And um, you don't see too many shots from, the season that the boys took or that I took that we don't practice, you know, there's, there's no uh, one going out there and shooting, you know, like big time James Harden step backs and stuff like that. You know, yeah. we're, we're finding um, the open man and, and you would have seen like in that Franklin game, um, Troy, who's probably, if not our best shooter, one of the best shooters in our team, Troy McLean. Yeah. And yeah. he had a couple of times where, you know, on a kick out, um, he made the extra pass. So, you know, this is the best shooter in the team. And yeah. instead of taking that shot himself, he's he's uh, he gave an extra pass to me, and I had a three-two, and I think yes. he um, had one to Leon as well, where yeah. he kicked it out, and Leon hit that open three, and um, that was always that was always like Zico always used to say, you know, priority one is is the kick out, like to, to kick it out, um, yeah. open shooters and stuff like that. So to see that um, that level of like unselfishness and trying to get the high percentage looks, Troy could have easily put that shot up himself, which has still yeah. been a high percentage because he's cash. But yeah. um, to get an even higher percentage, you know, like Zico instilled that into us. And, and every single morning, like I was talking to one of the boys about how how much work the team put in. You know, we were doing individuals most mornings every week. We're doing film sessions, team trainings at night times. And um, I think Zico always used to say the magic is in the work. And that was, yes. well, he still says that, you know, that that is where the magic is. We put in so much work and he always had... Um, a good a good training a great training and a great individuals always set out for us you know stuff that we needed to work on if we had the hawks that week would work on individuals in the mornings would work on um things that the hawks are going to show us um switches and stuff like that so yeah um, really just learn a lot about the high percentage looks and learn a lot about um making the right reads which i'm still learning too and, yeah. and not even the high percentage um in his shots but I, I think i might have mentioned it on the last podcast even the high percentage passes you know yes. zico would talk about um passing you know like bounce passes in the paint you know those are i think yeah. they have a high um, percentage of turnovers from those kind of passes and stuff which is yeah. crazy like i've never heard i've never had a coach <laughs> i never had a coach that's talked to me about the the high percentage passes so um yes. definitely learned a lot about that and yeah. that's a lot of credit to to zico and the coaching staff rob i think rob was a big help with like watching film and stuff like that rob hartley kenny mack yeah. and a lot of our coaching staff were just helping us um prepare and and just to know what to look for and uh making the right reads and stuff on court yeah yeah i oh, mean that, that that's amazing and, and i actually reflecting back on zico's podcast now um i i think sometimes maybe it could be like it not attributed it maybe could be seen as maybe he's firing that he was firing some shots, but 
in my eyes, like if you want the ch- the championship success and mm. also you want the individual success, which is guys getting bigger contracts, guys getting paid more, uh, guys getting minutes or going to better teams, mm. is that you, you you have to put that in. So when he said on the last podcast, like stay up till 4 a.m., it's like you don't actually have to do that. Like no one has to, no one has to do that if they don't want to. So I've actually, I've reflected back on that podcast over probably like the last month or two as it was one of the more popular ones you know they had they had a lot of listens and um maybe it's controversial within new zealand basketball to 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 say that but it's like well if you if you want that level of success then these are the things you have to do um and so it was always cool when um so yeah i go down and run around quite tragically at the um at the asb every week um there's where the workshop runs the where the workshop runs out. Shout out Mike Bain. Um, yeah, pretty good. Too. Next yeah, bro. He's the he's the man. Shout out Mike Bain and the the cool video and photo work that um that he oh, no, did this year. Um, but it was just always cool to see that like sometimes there'd be a run like in the afternoon and you'd see someone like Troy, um, yeah. you know, the oldest member of the squad. He was getting down early to get his work in, and like kids need to pick up on try and pick up on this stuff. Like if it's a one o'clock. And people are like, be down there at one. Well, there's two things. It's probably first, make sure that you're there at 10 to or quarter two so you're ready to go when the run starts. The other would be if you're really down for it uh, and you re- this is what you're about, get down there half an hour, 45 minutes beforehand. And I swear there was at least once or twice I saw Troy. And uh, unless he was down there for something else, he was yeah. there significantly ahead of other dudes. And I mean, if the most experienced dude, um, you know, and other dude who's clearly got, you know, like, other things on and that that he's getting mm. down the earliest it was it's cool to see so um yeah i don't think it's it's controversial but it's like these are the things that you that you need to put in and um it was also cool to hear about the individuals um mm. that you were able to go and work on those things and um yeah. and and yeah and it's also cool tactically to learn that because i and i know that it's changing like we are seeing a lot of change in the game now where you know there's obviously a new BBNZ CEO, which is awesome. And I think there'll be some more development opportunities, but I feel for coaches, there's not a lot of opportunity for coaches to go and get better within New Zealand. And that is the flow and effect down to the players. So, you know, you said you hadn't learned that stuff before. And like, that's even, that's like even really interesting for myself, but um, I hope that people are able to come in and, um, and learn, yeah, to be able to learn those type of things and learn those high value reads and, and passes yeah. and all that sort of stuff to make, um before we finish talking on the on the season um the final was um a nail biter like um mm-hmm. you know it was it was crazy the you know crowd was just going off um yeah that was that was one of the the best you know and I've been to NBA games you know I've been to NBA playoffs like that was one of the best games um in terms yeah. of a game of basketball um that I that I've ever been to uh, what was it like mm-hmm. from the side there and were there a couple of moments that you thought were huge? Because for me, um, Dane hit like a big three. Bro, that shit was clutch. Like, was but were there other moments as well where you were like either feeling nervous or feeling like, shit, we got this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. First off on the final, man, that's like, I get a little bit of butterflies just thinking about it, man. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't yeah. even see the, I didn't see the court, but yeah. as I talked about before, playing my role, like, you know, waving that towel and stuff. And honestly, that's probably one of the best days that I've ever had in my whole life. Like it's dope, that, that whole day was crazy. And um, I, I, I never doubted it. You know, I, I never doubted yeah. it. I was sitting on the bench and it was a close game, but I was thinking, you know, this is, I, I know our personnel, I know our boys, like I know Dion and Leon and, and, and yeah. Dane and Tuhi, 
they're yeah. gonna they're gonna fight to the end and cool and kt yeah. all the boys troy um those are the only seven that's seen the court and you know they're gonna all leave it out on the court i know those boys yeah well and um that that three from danny was big time like big time and thought he had a little turnaround in the post yes. but also um kt had a big steal he hit that layup i'm pretty yes. sure i'm pretty sure right. straight up his layup and he yeah. he stole it off the inbound i think it was rust yes. that inbounded it and that was a big big momentum changer and man like yeah. honestly i just that was probably yes it was the best day of my life like um yeah. it was such an awesome game and, and the celebration afterwards like on the, the on-court celebration was crazy i've never even i've never tasted champagne before so back <laughs> in the locker room the right time the champagne showers that was, that was <laughs> yeah, there was a few videos on social media of that of us in the change rooms and yeah man, it was just it was just such a cool uh a cool vibe because i heard zico yeah. talk about it too you know like uh the little pieces of adversity we had which i won't go into detail but you know like yeah. um who's only finishing the season with one import and trying to get two imports but couldn't get them and you know just all the things we faced and um uh it was just so cool to to get another get the 12th championship for the saints and for the mills family and it's crazy how much work that um jordan and and, and nick mills and and tina do behind the scenes to yes. make sure we're all prepared and so that, that was a big um it was awesome to just celebrate with everyone. Tina was out, all the boys were out, all the yeah. you know, all the families were out, as you said. And yeah, it was so cool to have all our supporters there. And man, honestly, it was just a crazy day. Like that whole <laughs> final, that whole final was cool. Um, yeah, I, I I just sorted out my my camera. I I vlogged the finals weekend. As yeah. you might know, I used to do YouTube videos, and I've been trying to get back into it. And a few yeah. of my little supporters and fans said, "Oh, can you please vlog the finals experience?" So I did. And I was watching back on it and I just couldn't stop smiling. You know, it's so cool seeing the <laughs> behind the scenes footage. So I'll put that vlog out sometime soon. I got to get onto my editing game. Yeah. But um, just, just, oh man, I always watch the game back. I always relive the moments. I think if you look at my Instagram, there's about five or six photos from that day, you know, of me holding the trophy. Or I just, I just can't, I can't really let it go. Like, yeah. um, it was just, it was just such a, as I talked about all the hard work everyone put in, it paid off. And um, yeah. it's just so cool to see Zico and Dion they lost two years ago in the final with Hawks Bay yes. to the Saints, and it was so cool yeah. for them to to share that moment. And yeah. uh, man, that trophy that trophy's heavy, man. That that trophy was heavy. <laughs> but um, nah, yeah, like probably if not the best, one of the best days of my life. And um, yeah, the magic's in the work, and it all all the all the work paid off. Yeah, yeah, and it's I'm glad that you shouted out. Um, yeah, obviously like um, Jay Mills and Tina. Um, like it's. There's a lot of people in the game of, or in any sport, but in the game of basketball who don't get public credit for stuff. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's not, that doesn't mean to say that these people either want it or whatever, but it just means that there's a lot of people that you don't see mm. putting in the details. And, and um, so shout out to, you know, Jay Mills. I remember seeing him, I think a month ago before at ASB, I was grabbing a coffee and ran into him and he, like, he'd clearly been working, you know, he looked tired as hell, um, you know, but like he'd yeah. been, he just been trying to put the team in like a better position and um oh. and yeah it was cool and then obviously tina like yeah cool to see like all the extra details in terms of like the home games and mm. and um the fan experience and then you guys on the road and all that all that type of shit that um that you can see if you come along to a game and you're a bit earlier you, mm. you, those are things that any fan can come and see but oh. um you know it takes commitment to be doing that through the season and be part of that so i'm glad that you that you shouted those people out and then um the other part that I, I thought was cool was when all the ice got dumped on on because yeah. you know how he's always so well kept 
Like, yeah. like uh, that, that guy was, he's definitely, not only was he one of the best coaches, well, you know, the best coach, um, as he's always one of the best dressed. And um, I was like, man, <laughs> give this guy a bloody a Louis Vuitton hookup or something like that. That's <laughs> on point. Um, to, add, to add to that too, like <laughs> he obviously got the water and the, and the ice tipped over him and his suit that he was wearing. And then yep. we obviously went out, went out to the clubs and to town after that. And this man had a new suit on, you know? He did. So I was, a, that's the second part of the story. <laughs> when he, when he, so he got covered in ice and he's just dripping wet. And it's like yep. he went from being professional Zico to being like his hair was down and he was like celebrating with the boys. And it was actually really cool because um, yeah, that video of him like falling asleep on the plane and the commitment that he put in. Uh, especially when you think about it, obviously at the time, not many people, you know, know we didn't know, but that he's gone. It was almost like, uh, and I think there's a chance that he that he may never come back to New Zealand in a in a coaching position, just because mm. you know I feel I feel like he's bound for the NBA, you know. And uh, chatting yeah. obviously had Paulie Paulie Henare on the pod, and he talked yeah. about how high on on Zico he is. So it was like a nice farewell for him to be able to let his hair down. But when he I was out for some beers after. And he rocked back in with the new suit. I was just, everyone like so like clapped and it showed the respect that he had within the team group, and not just that the supporters. Uh, everyone was like cheering when he rocked up with the new suit, uh, <laughs> and, and he didn't have like a hair out of place. It was like he'd rocked up for a new game. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready. He was ready to coach again. And and on that too, like you know, go. He came out to town with us, but he still, you know, he stuck to his to his his thing, and he didn't, you know, he didn't drink. He still had a good time. He had fun, but. You know, he yeah. doesn't drink alcohol and, you know, um, some people might be like, you know, we just want to chip, uh, I'm going to get smashed or something, but he's still stuck to his thing, you know, discipline. Yeah. And um, on, on the sleep thing too, man, like I, I talked about on the on the last podcast, I remember talking about it, how we as players work hard, but he's a hard working coach. And I remember the morning of the final, um, I'm pretty sure the, the night of the semifinal, he stayed up, you know, doing his scout, doing the scout yeah. for us. And then um, we had shoot around uh, the morning of the final, and Jordan Natai said to him, "Oh, you know, go go home, Z, get a get a good rest. You know, try yeah. have a nap." And then he, yeah. I remember he was just like, "Oh, we'll see." And I, I don't, I don't um, think at all that Zico had a nap that day. You know, I, I bet he would have been yeah. up, you know, studying and, and how he could be better. You know, this is a few hours out from the final, so um, yeah, his the work ethic he he puts in is insane. Actually, um, straight after that Auckland game. Yeah. Uh, when we played the Huskies in in Auckland, uh, our last regular season game, um, I got a notification on on Huddle because yeah. Zico cuts up all the, the he he tags um, what happens in the game on Huddle. Yeah. Um, that's like our, our video film app, and yeah. I think I got a notification from at about two a.m. to say mm-hmm. you know um, Zico has tagged you in this Huddle video. So you know we're in yeah. the hotel, yeah. um, and I got the notification at two a.m like in my hotel room that you know Zico's still up and he's cutting the films i'm like man this is crazy man we just had a game and we're five days out from the semi and stuff like that and we're on the road we got an early flight home to wellington in the morning yeah he's cutting up the film still you know it doesn't change and yeah i'll say it again the magic is in the work and then yeah it all paid off yeah you're 100 and and i think that like there's no difference between like you know, people that players that make the NBA or make Europe or play high level, you know, New Zealand NBL, Australian NBL, Asia, whatever it is, there's no difference between the hard work that a player puts in and a coach puts in. Like, Nico, we've been blessed to have him here for as long as he is, but mm-hmm. I, I have no doubt that that he will end up on an NBA staff at some point. And you don't, that shit doesn't happen by mistake. Like, you know what I mean? You have to put in those those levels, and there are, and I. 
like there are kind of levels of I don't want to use the word craziness in like a bad term, but just like being absolutely hell bent on on the end result and and like leaving no stone unturned, being like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to provide 25 videos of the scout coming up or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, you might need to catch a flight or maybe you need to sleep or go out and meet a friend or whatever. And it's like, it's putting in that extra work and, and players can do the same, you know, there's no, there's no reason you can't work. That's have that same work ethic. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a cool, is a cool story. And yeah, showing the, the work that's required um, to do things of a, of a really high level, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's For good. Sure. And, and- on that yeah. too, just um, I know that Rob Hartley, he was a big, he was a big factor with the film this year too. I know he cut up a lot of films, so that it's yes. big credit to Rob as well. He was um, he helped Zico out a lot by preparing yep. film and, and stuff like that to help make Zico's job easier. So that's big credit to Rob as well. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and everyone everyone plays their part. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might see Rob like um, yeah helping mop up the sweat on the court or whatever, but. Mm. Um, he's like doing that and he's doing the film and then helping with the team on the road. And it's like, yeah, obviously all the pieces fitting together to, to have that, that, that championship season, which is even still like, uh, just before we went into lockdown, uh, Danny, Dion and myself, we went down to ASB. Oh, we, me and Dion and I were going down uh, most days to go work out at ASB after the season. And Danny was coming down too. And then, um, and Rob was coming down just to rebound, you know, just, just yes. taking time out of his own day to come rebound for us. And, yeah, make our lives easier. So uh, the season's finished and still doing stuff like that, which, which is me. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, that's all character stuff, you know. It gives it gives trust in the in the organization and and the, those personal bonds with someone who you know is like, you know, they're not just there for themselves when it's the glory yeah. or whatever. They're they're there to help you guys grow as as people and players by, as you say, yeah, uh, rebounding for you or just putting in that extra work. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a great breakdown on the season, man. We're we're just going to shift gears a little bit and and talk about the little the mental health focus that we had in the last on the last podcast. I think yeah. um, I got I think the people got a lot out of that, out of that. And then your podcast was actually one of the more higher listened to ones, which is really really cool and sort of yeah. shows the respect that you're I think held in Wellington. And then like even some of the basketball um, families that I knew were like, oh hey look, he's such a great guy. Um, I'm really great that um, that you had him on the podcast. So it was that was really cool to um to hear and i feel the as we're in lockdown at the moment it's probably a really good a really good time you know we've seen people are in a i think in a difficult spot because it's a tough political cl- climate as well um and i like i don't i don't have the answers to you know should we be at a zero a full eradication strategy of covid like i don't have the answers for that stuff um but it's like I think that sometimes, and we talked about this even with watching the news, sometimes it's easy to do the doom scrolling on your phone or to consume so much content around getting like scared about COVID or whatever. And um, yeah. I think, and this is a good thing to chat on, it's like um, probably trying to have some um, barriers around maybe screen time or it's maybe like, you know, can I just go and watch like a trash movie? Just put on, yeah. maybe you're into like John Wick or something like that. Go and put something on that you just don't have to, to think or consume this COVID stuff, especially if your job's tied to it and you're like, man, I got to get to level one. It's like you have this anxiety or this energy, which yeah. just doesn't make you, you feel good for yourself. Like what have you, what have you been doing outside of obviously your, your, your physical activity? Like what have you been doing to keep yourself busy and, and just to try and keep on a, on a, in a positive mindset? First of all, did you, are you saying that John Wick's trash? 
<laughs> no, I'm definitely not. Look, I like the first two better than the third, though. You have yeah. to. It's a good movie. No, that, that is a good movie. No, that's a good question too. And um, yeah, as you said, like it is a it is a um, uncertain time, and especially like it's it's got a lot to do. Um, well, what's important, sorry, is is what I talked a little bit a little bit about before is about focusing what you on what you can control. You know, we we yeah. can't. You know, I'm not gonna. I can't control what level we go into tomorrow. You know, I can only control um, how I respond to that and um, being proactive with, with what I do in lockdown. And um, a lot of things have helped me. And it's it's staying connected. I feel like I feel like in lockdown, it's it's easy to be disconnected. And and um, you know, obviously we can't we can't see our 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 families or, or whoever we're not with. You know, I'm just in lockdown with my older brother. It's just us two. We're, we're all we got physically. You know, but staying connected with, with family group chats. Um, it was my mum's birthday last Wednesday. We had a big group call for about maybe an hour and a half, you know, with even family that lives in Auckland and big Zoom call. And I think what helps is to stay connected. And um, that would be my advice or one of my pieces of advice to people is just to try to stay connected as much as you can to people because I find that's um, that that's that's what um, creates a lot a lot of mental mental health problems and um you know, like, like challenges for people is, is feeling lonely, uh, feeling lonely, sorry, and feeling a bit disconnected from the world and, and your people. But also what we talked about trying to trying to stay in routine as much as possible. So I've just been waking up um, usually before before nine, eight thirty, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then I always try and make my bed first first thing in the morning. I always try. Um, yeah. I watched this, this speech a few years ago of this Navy. I think it was a Navy sealsman, sealman, sealsman. And he talked about um trying trying to accomplish a, a task as soon as you wake up so you know if you if you wake up and make your bed straight away that's something you can tick off your list made your bed it's done straight away and then it's going to be like a bit of a flow on effect for the day get yes. things get things done so um try to get into a bit of a, a morning routine um every morning i've been writing out my gratitudes uh i think it's uh one thing i will let go of so let go of you know fearing failure or fearing judgment from others one thing you like to let go of seven things you're grateful for and then four things you want to focus on. And awesome. I already, I find that that helps set me up for the day because the gratitude is most importantly, because I think I shared it in the last podcast that gratitude is one of the things that um, I lent on and, and it's, I guess, saved me um, during my, my dark times uh, with mental health and depression and stuff like that is, is showing things, uh, having things to be great, uh, focusing on the things that we're grateful yeah. for yeah. instead of dwelling on the things we're not, you know, I, I write in my, my diary every morning, I'm grateful to be in lockdown in a warm house, you know, yeah. if, I, if I focus yeah. on that, you know, other people don't have that privilege. So um, yeah. I like to, like to do that. I like to read a bit, um, listen to podcasts, um, audio, audio books, and, and a big one is exercising. Me and my older yeah. brother have been going for like two hour walk, man. Crazy. I don't, <laughs> I don't even usually go for big walks when we're not in lockdown, but um, we got weights downstairs. I've uh, been jumping on some, um, Zoom workouts with our, our trainer from Exodus. Shout out to Sam. With Dion. Yeah, Zico's been, awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Zico's been on there. Yeah. Um, Stella Beck's been on there. Um, Avi, Tafara. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's been cool. Staying staying fit and um, in shape. And then, um, but yeah, going for long walks and, and just trying to stay connected and um, trying to trying to make it feel as normal as possible um, yeah. without obviously going anywhere. Been, been yeah. enjoying my daily trips to the supermarket though it's been pretty good <laughs> that's my get out of that that's my get out of the house time <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i get you and it's it's actually funny because i feel like at both ends of the scales obviously we talked about it before the pod you know there's there are people in situations who are in in it and doing it tougher with in terms of mental health 
but it's like when we come into lockdown a lot of people you know you might get to spend more time with your family or have the opportunity mm. to spend more time for, with your family and so you know take that chance to try and connect more and um yeah maybe if you're like into playing xbox or whatever then jump on with some mates and use that as a as a tool to try and connect with people you haven't talked with for a while or maybe you can play with your kid or or whatever it is but it's the using the tools you have to try and uh, improve yourself and and the gratitudes one is a good one um i'm big on writing down goals but like i need to i i, I used to before write down it was just basically something similar i would just write down like a little bit of a diary but it was like the diary was before the day and you would sort of write about stuff and um definitely something that i want to get back towards because mm-hmm. there's nothing bigger than than um and this has been proven like you know tony robbins or whoever talking about it it's yep. when you write stuff down it's like it's it's forming the opinion in your mind and you're and you're reaffirming it with yourself and i'm not great with that stuff but there's these are these are real dimes there and if and if you i mean um if you're into hoops and you're into sport which most people obviously listen to this podcast are there's i don't know how how many elite players there'd be that wouldn't have some sort of a daily affirmations daily prayers um and this doesn't need to be we're not we're not talking about it doesn't need to be god or allah or muhammad or whatever all, all you're doing is saying hey at the moment i'm going to write this stuff down as something that i believe in and so i'm sure that yeah 99 percent of of professional you know players if we talk about the nba and and europe and these others it's having some sort of a daily practice and hey maybe that's just when you're doing your core workout um maybe it's like a little bit of a meditation um maybe it's um yeah some people just like to recite from a from some sort of a book with um that has really good sayings in it that it, it only has to be deliberate to you like if someone says you know i meditate on this app and this is the one i listen to maybe you go on the app and you find something that um that sits with you but it's just about finding something that you can use that can help get you get your mind for me like because i'm always there's always so much going on in my head and then in my life personally for me it's just trying to find something that will help quieten your mind and that and that's really key for sports people the sports people you want to be um getting into getting into a mode which can help you train and then when it comes down to it if you're playing in a final or you're part of something like that then you're actually able to operate on a higher level because your brain is put in that extra work so you're like look it's tough like i'm you know i can't breathe i'm i'm sore as hell maybe i took a bang on the knee or something like that but my mind's actually been trained that i've gone into um i've gone into a mode where i now i'm just acting subconsciously like the shot comes to me in the corner um i've hit this thing a thousand times in practice and um you you know you've had a perfect shot and look maybe sometimes it doesn't go in but like it's you know you it's not about it's not always about that result but it's about you know putting in those practices that can that can help you in terms of um just finding something that works for you it doesn't have to be the same as maybe you see lebron james doing it doesn't need to be the same but you just need to have some sort of practice which is going to um help you um not in your your daily life but whatever it is your profession is very hard and and what you talked about like um doing things to ease the mind too that's a big thing with me like um it's like present moment awareness you know and and practicing mindfulness that's been a big thing for me in lockdown and um this lockdown has been much better for me personally than last year's level four. You know, that was a um, level four last year was was a bit different for me mentally. I wasn't in probably uh, a good a space as I am now. You know, I, I was, um, yeah. I've got some really good tools and I know what works for me. And 
um, just on the on the topic of like um, talking about finding things to ease the mind and practicing mindfulness. You know, that's been big for me too. And you, you mentioned meditation. I've done a few meditations this um, this lockdown. I like to, I like to try to meditate daily, um, but if not, you know, even every every second day or something like that. And it's really just to try um, to stay present. And that's what I write in my diary when I write the four things I'll focus on. I always write I'll focus on the present moment because. It's easy to stress about, oh, damn, when are we going to get out, out of lockdown? Or, damn, ha- who knows when we're going to go down to level two, you know? But when you're focused on right now, you know, you're not focused on uh, two weeks' time. You're not focused on six months ago, you know? You're just focused on, on right now and how you can get better right now in the present moment. So, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Big, that's big for me too. Yeah, yeah, agreed, yeah. And, yeah, being present is something I struggle with. Um, hmm. I'm always, you know, doing things with work with, with devices and, obviously devices are always will be an, an issue for people um you know some people are able to if they you know run social media accounts or whatever it is they're able to divorce themselves later by getting off those and giving yourself some time and it's obviously good for yourself mentally but as well as uh phys- physically um you know people that are in desk jobs all day or using phones all day or whatever you can get rsi you know carpal tunnel in your wrist or whatever it is yeah. it's just good to be able to get that try and have some sort of a practice where um yeah you can you you can move off move away from your device and um you know there's there's things that you can put in or apps on your phone or whatever you can put in to help yourself um get away and be present and Mm. it's not it's obviously not just technology which stops people being present but um that present focus i was actually listening to or watching the last dance with michael michael jordan doco i was watching it another time um watching it for the second time in lockdown and it talked about Michael Jordan's ability to have that present time focus. And mm. I got so much more out of watching um, the last dance the second time. And mm. it was just something about Jordan. And, and this is where I, I feel if you dig a bit deeper, yeah, he was an amazing dunker, shooter, defender, you know, passing, rebounding, like, and, and he had the clutch mentality, but mm. The, the thing that drove him to be so successful is yeah the, like the guy was described by a number of teammates as an asshole like we're not saying he's a like he was an amazing per- person or whatever but it was the it was the the present moment like that presentness that you talked yeah. about and it's just he was able to put the previous shots or the previous games losses whatever it is put that totally out of his mind and his focus by just being completely present so before like the biggest game of his life he's like jamming away on his like old school obviously the 90s Walkman. and and he's just like totally vibing in that moment just to his mm. his music and it's 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 such a that for me like it showed a lot of the lessons around you know that that clutchability it's it's when you when you come to the moment where you're you know where you have to go and make a shot or you have to make a big decision in your job or it could, it could be any, it could be anything is mm. having that ability to be present. And I didn't actually notice that before on the last dance, but um, it was like, even he was just giving shit to the people in the corridor as, as he was yeah. walking in, you know, that he would see like a random guy who we would dap up. And it was, it was actually really cool to see that um, the realness around that. And, and that in my eyes is what obviously drove him to be, know one of the greatest sportsmen of all time is that he was focused on being present at that point in time um around for him his thing was was competitiveness and Mm. and getting the most out of out of his talent and Mm. being present is such a it's such a big thing in every part of life Mm. 
yeah, that's big time. And I think that's a lot of credit to. Um, I know that he he wasn't his coach from the start, but Phil Jackson he he yes. he um, practiced mindfulness a bit. I read his um, one of his books. He's got I think he's got his autobiography, but then he's got his spiritual lessons of a hardwood warrior. I read that last year, and that was really good. It talked about a lot about mindfulness and stuff. So um, I think he must have. Oh, he would have helped Michael Jordan a lot with that. And yes. um, just on Michael Jordan, you said he was one of the greatest. I think he's the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah. Uh, and then with Kobe second. And then, nice. Uh, mind it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, LeBron. Uh, LeBron third for sure. I love LeBron. Okay. He's good, but we got two of we got two or three, right? Yeah. Oh, why? Who's not in there? Kobe? Uh yeah, like Kobe is when he when Kobe passed, like he I still feel like he's he's top five. Um, but mm-hmm. my way that I evaluate things is different. And because I was never a I don't know, like I think more more, more I'm more analytically um sort yes. of minded in terms of resume. But like Kobe's still is still firmly you know up there for me, and and I've only got higher on him as as I've learned more about him as a person and a, and a um, yeah and a human being. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, like talking about about greats and and mindset and that sort of stuff. If you if you look at those guys and the way that they operated, I mean, and and, and mindset for example, Kobe and I mean Kobe would even mm. maybe leave Michael in the dust, you know, um, mm. in terms of that that mindset Kobe, yeah. and, and, and that they were, and I think that's why I'd say maybe the most beloved basketball player of all time. I know people like Jordan, don't get me wrong, but his mm. fanatical fan base, I feel was due to that mentality that he had. And it was like taking shots in the dark, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like being injured and taking shots. He's in his moon boot and he's got his pajamas on and then tops and his other stuff over the top. Like, that that mentality in terms of work ethic, like we talk about Zico and that sort of stuff, like Kobe just embo- embodies um, what it was to work, but just mm. at maniacal levels. Like Damian mm. Lillard talks about it on a song where, where where he talks about Kobe is like you're talking about maniacal levels of just going to that extra degree to try and work on on that. So that's a that's a good discussion. Pat out and um, just on that too, like. Um, Zico just sent me a clip the other day. He said, I thought you might like this. So I watched it and it was a clip of Karan Butler on Duncan Robinson's podcast. Got I can't you. remember what the name of his podcast is, but that was a really good listen. And Zico sent me a little clip of Karan Butler talking about Kobe and um, talked about, you know, he just signed this big deal. I can't remember what year it was, but I think it was for over 100 mil, maybe 136 million with the Lakers. And yeah. he leant over to Karan Butler afterwards and said, are you ready to black out? And I think Karan Butler said he thought, Kobe meant like, you know, they just signed this. Oh, he, Kobe just signed this big contract, ready to black, black out, like, you know, partying and stuff. And he yeah. said, what do you mean blackout? And he said, 7 a.m., I'll see you at the gym. And he said he used to call them the blackout workouts because they used to work so hard. Kobe would work so hard that he felt like he was going to black out at the end, you know. And this oh, man shit. just signed like for over 100 million. It's, it's a really good listen. I'll, I'd recommend yeah. that podcast. Um, yeah. Just yeah. signed for over 100 million. And this man is in the gym again, 7 a.m., nearly blacking out. And um, also on that book I read of Phil Jackson's, I think he talked about. Um, how he used to run his little uh, meditation or mindfulness sessions, present moment yes. awareness when he was with the Lakers. And he said, um, he talked about one of the one of the times where he looked around the group and, you know, Shaq and all the boys that uh, were mucking around and not, not taking it seriously. And Phil Jackson yeah. said he looked at Kobe and Kobe was in this big, you know, um, zen, like zen he, was, he was really present yeah. in the moment. And he said yeah. he just took it really, really seriously. And yeah. um, back to, back to the, talking about the present moment um, about Michael Jordan too, about you know how he said you said he wouldn't focus on um, if he missed a shot or the last game, 
And that goes back to focusing on, on what you can control. You know, I, I'm pretty mm. sure MJ would have had that mindset of, damn, you know, I maybe I shot 20% from the field last game, but nothing that I do now is going to change that. You know, yes. that game two nights ago, there's nothing I can do to change that except for resurrect it with my performance now, you know, like focusing on the now. So I think that um, I keep moving back to the focusing on what you can control because I think that is important and it, it helps to stay present is to focus on what you can control right now. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and that and that and that is key. It's like, um, you know, you're breaking it down into smaller goals and and just focus on, like, as you say, moving forward. And yeah, Kobe's a great example of that, where, um, you know, you're able to, to put in like what you're able to put into your mind is is yeah is what you're able to get out. And mm. and his his mindset was obviously that he, you know, whatever it was, he wanted to. And I think I I think I might have it on my TikTok is talking about him wanting to to like dominate or um to win each moment um so mm. his one i think was with coach k on team usa and he had asked he had said to coach k i think it might have been 2004 olympics that he wanted to to guard the opposition's best player yep. and it was i don't know if it was rare for players to do that but definitely everyone wasn't asking for that extra challenge you know mm. to try and take on those those types of assignments you know right. especially mm. for someone that would have such a a big offensive load you know and and i know olympics is different but if you say that a guy's going to take 20 shots a night he's going to secondary playmake be one of the better rebounders uh in the nba he'll play 38 you know he might he was averaging some when the, everyone used to play a lot of minutes he's probably averaging 37 or 38 minutes a night out of a 48 minute game and in the playoffs he was getting up to like 42, 43 minutes in some <laughs> matchups. And he's saying, yeah, just let me guard the opposition's best player. And and that's mm. the type of look, maybe, you know, maybe you don't you don't succeed, but if you don't, if you don't test yourself against the best, like you talked about, you know, guarding these other guys in, in training, like um, mm. like someone like Dion. And um, you know, if you look at if you haven't met Dion and um I've only got to know him a little bit the last little while, but that guy's like He's built like a brick shit house now, man. He's just like all muscle and like for so Debo. for you, for example, what's that? Like Debo on Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that so for you, you know, like coming in and being able to to have these like those type of experiences, like you're you're challenging and it like it might as well be a game, you know. You have one of New Zealand's best players uh okay. going at it, like getting physical, you know, holding, grabbing, pushing, like whatever it is. It's like you're making the most of that and taking that experience to try and um, grow yourself by, by like, okay, look, I'm going to put the thoughts of inadequacy out of my mind that maybe I can't do this and I'm just going to come in and I'm going to be like, fuck it. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Right? And, and that's the way you get better too. Like that, that's going to, that's going to make Dion better and it's going to make me better by, by getting to guard him. And the thing I like about Dion too, is he's so like willing to help. You know, I spent yeah. um, a lot of time with him in the last off season, uh, working out at Steve's every day with him and getting yeah. shots up. And you know, he's always willing to give advice and stuff like that. And he's he was one of the big um, helps. I, I wrote a big a big post on um, I wrote a big post on mental health. Uh, I think it was Men's Mental Health Week a few months ago, and yeah. I talked about it. I, I wrote about it, um, and then I talked about a teammate that you know um, had a big impact on my mental health this year, and um, he didn't know it by just art, but by asking me how I was and how things were going, you know, yeah. that helped me a lot. And that was Dion. And I reached out to him and I said, bro, like the, the teammate I talk about in this post is you. You know, I just want to say thank you and stuff like that. And awesome. he didn't know that that stuff helped, but yeah. um, he's been a big help for me. And he always used to tell me like, 
bro, stay ready. Like, you know, your time is going to come. And I think it was the game against Taranaki that we played at home. And I didn't play too much. I might maybe only played like 10 seconds, I think. And um, before that game, he said to me, bro, like, I know you don't see it right now. You don't, you're not getting opportunities on the court and stuff. But, you know, you're a big part of this team by even just waving the towel and stuff. And he said, you know, we're going to need you down the, down the stretch, you know, with, if it's your support, if it's your time on court, like yeah. down the stretch into the season. So um, yeah. to see like the MVP, you know, he racked up all the awards this year and it's like well-deserved yeah. defensive player of the year, MVP, yeah. uh, most yeah. outstanding guard and all the other ones. And, yeah. um, but still see him, you know, willing to, to take people under his wing and, and give yes. advice to like, man, he's the man. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And that humbleness, eh? Like, um, uh, yeah, I think that's a that's something that, and I think that it's important to, especially in New Zealand where we talk down, the the tall poppy thing means we sort of New Zealanders sometimes talk themselves down, and I'm guilty of this mm. myself. We talk ourselves down naturally, um, and it's like that. So it's that balance between knowing, like, hey, I've got a really great defensive player in front of me, but fuck it, I'm gonna try and. I'm going to try and burn this guy and get to the rim. And but versus the humbleness off the court, it's like you don't want to self depreciate your you know your yourself or who you are or your your talents. You know you you want mm. to still you know like you said like you talked about those moments you were proud of during the season. It's important mm. to that you reflect on those, but still stay humble as as you have done. Um, and someone like Dion was able to you know give people the business on the court and um and when he's when he's really feeling it. You know, it's like maybe you, maybe you talk some shit in the moment, but it's like you're you, when you when you step between the lines on the court, um, you know, and and then when you come off, it's that total respect that you have, um, mm. for others, and and then so someone like Dion, yeah, the way that he that he came across, and and I'd shout him out as well. When I was first getting into the scene, he's a guy that I had a few conversations too, not many, but he was just always so helpful, and um, you know, asking you know what I was up to, and it was being cool to see um, him, like even though he had that, he had all that time off. I mean, like you know, he was, d- didn't play from after that final in twenty nineteen. Had all the twenty twenty mm-hmm. off. It was just always cool to see him, yeah, like taking people under his wing. You know, he was helping out with, I think it was the Dub C, the Wellington College program last year in high school. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, just giving time to someone like myself or whoever it was, and mm-hmm. as but staying humble and um, yeah, and then he obviously he got the rewards, but in New Zealand, and that's something we'll talk on before we close out is, um, it is that balance between like, you see that sort of tall poppy stuff, you know, where either people want to tear you down or, or potentially you may tear yourself down being like, Oh, I'm not that good or whatever versus being, then it's tough. Cause you've got to go on the court and be able to perform and have that mental level, uh, yeah. but then still be humble as well. Yeah. I think that that's very important. And like, not even just in sport, man, like the, um, like tall poppy syndrome is, is so, it's such a big thing in Australia and New Zealand. And I really don't like it. Eh? Like yeah, it's I've true. had lots of, I've had lots of experiences of, you know, people tearing you down when you want to, you know, talk good about yourself. And yeah. I think that, um, I think it correlates a little with, with our, uh, rates of like, you know, uh, mental health and, and suicide and stuff like that. I think, I think it, it has a hand, a part to play in that, you know, like, yeah. um, think about you know let's just say like for example myself let's just say me as a teenager you know i don't let's just say um i want to i talk good about myself one time and people tear me down and then you know that's gonna my confidence is gonna go down i'm not gonna i'm gonna start to not believe in myself you know and then the the things that come from that so um there's obviously a fine line between 
um, arrogance and confidence. I remember I went to, I heard Mark Sorensen, the softball legend. I think I was about yes. 11 years old. He yeah. was um, speaking to my brother's water polo team and he, he said that line. And I'll, I'll always remember that. There's a fine line between arrogance and confidence. But, yes. um, you know, um, but yeah. So, yeah, there is a fine line between between going too far. But I think it's important to to back yourself. And um, you see why you see why America's the best in the world at, at basketball. You know, those dudes, are, you know, they're talking their shit. They're, yeah. they're backing it up. They're backing yeah. it up. They put the work in. They know what they can do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, like Michael Jordan said, work ethic eliminates fear you know if you if you put in the work you know you can talk a little bit but yeah um but also to yeah that's a, that's been a big thing on my little journey too is, is a lot about self-love and being your own biggest fan and um yeah. not being not being afraid to embrace your own strengths and stuff like that so yeah, yeah it, it sucks it sucks where it's at at the moment and where it has been talk yeah. syndrome but hopefully with athletes like Adi Savir and Israel Adesanya yeah. and yeah and um people like that you know talking um talking a bit about it and bringing light to it hopefully that can try change the narrative yeah agreed yeah and and i and i feel that it's still that as new zealanders we can still maybe change a little bit of that into humbleness rather than looking to chop others down and um Hmm. and even even i find like the way that and i and i and i do admit that the internet isn't always a, a great place you know for kids and you know you see people maybe getting some hatred in their dms for missing a shot or whatever but like i I personally believe that that we need to not only share more conversations about this around sport, but it's like we we should be be um, celebrating people for being the MVP, or we should celebrate a person for um, having the most three pointers or whatever. And and I feel that uh, if kids are, are raised right and if they're taught the right thing within their coaching system or the team that they're a part of that if you tell them that, hey, you've hit the most threes, but, you know, you're you're keeping them accountable for picking up their shit after the game, then mm. you're still instilling the right values. And, and, I, and I want to see, I want to see more positive reinforcement around like, you know, mm. and yeah, from whatever age it is, that it's appropriate, 12 or 13 being like, hey, let's, let's celebrate these guys. Let's put a bit of effort into have some cool social media posts or give someone a video interview because as long mm. as as long as you're keeping that balance then you know that thing's not that's not going to get to their head as long as you're you're saying you know come in and um you know shake the person's hand the, the opposition coach and look them in the eye and instilling mm. all those other things in there i feel means that we're still able to push people and and be like hey look let's celebrate success and in new zealand mm. sport we haven't we haven't always particularly in basketball we haven't always celebrated people's success or even just made a, a big deal about, um, you know, announcing players being signed to a mm. team. Like oh. these are all things that are really important to say, Hey, look, and you busted your ass, um, you know, to get to this moment, let's, let's give this person, you know, their, their flowers basically. Mm. Hard and, and that's a big thing that, that I've had on my mind, my mind for a while too is, a lot to do with social media which we probably won't have time to go into but that's just yeah like people getting recognition and i think that um social media and and recognition in that way could be used a lot better like especially yeah. in this country you know giving people as you said their flowers and stuff but yeah that that's a that's a um a, another conversation for another day but um yeah i think it's i think it's cool to it is cool to embrace our people and, and their achievements so um hopefully that can be worked on in the, in yeah. the very near future yeah agreed um 
this has gone for 59 minutes 15 seconds um feel like we chat we've been chatting for five minutes and then it's an hour um Bro, i'm a, I'm a yeah. rambler i talk about <laughs> me too man i yeah i'm 100 chat it could chat all yeah. night but um yeah i appreciate you coming out and imparting um yeah your wisdom the it's funny your like your episode was like one of the first ones that just gave um just gave us like josh and i this real momentum and um and it's been really cool because the platforms continue to grow as we have like real chats with people like yourself and um and Mm. zico and even some of the um people that i haven't met like um had a portland trailblazers beat writer on and never and had never met her before but um just she gave some real stuff about you know how tough it was for um yeah for women in sport when she was coming coming up in media so those real conversations have just given this platform um, a real push. And, um, and as I said, yeah, like real respect in the community mm. um, for you. And, and, um, and that's what has made these episodes um, so great. And um, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and, mm. and can't wait to, yeah, to see you do your thing. And, and three X three was, was obviously mm. really excited that you, that you got your, your name pulled out there and um, yep. yeah, I hope to get KT on the pod. See if I can get some of the other other players to come through and, and cool. yeah, impart a, a bit of wisdom. But yeah, I just appreciate your time, man. Yeah, and I appreciate your time too, Steve. I appreciate it. Um, you've given me the the little platform to, or the big platform, it's a big time podcast, uh, the platform to come and share my journey and some of my, my little wisdom. I, I just hope that, um, as I said, I know I'm a bit of a rambler, but I just hope that there's even just one thing that maybe someone could take away and maybe something that resonated with, uh, with the listeners and, and um, with you. And um, yeah, yeah I, I, it's episode number two that I've been on. So I really appreciate your time again of having me on and um, giving me this platform to, to talk a bit about my, my experiences and journey through life so far. Yeah, yeah. No, my pleasure, my man. Um, yeah, go and um, have some alkaline water. Keep doing the good shit that um, that you're doing. Um, oh my God. Yeah, it's, 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 it's inspiring, man. You know, like um, it's cool to see, like you don't, you don't care if people think that you're different because you, like you are different in that. And that's mm. what makes you such a good person, you know? So um, mm. it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. Like you just, you just be yourself and, um, and yeah, it's just cool to see you having that success. So yeah, appreciate you. Have a really good night and yeah, we'll talk again soon. Thank you, my guy. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Well, good. Talk soon, man. Talk soon.